Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I said, everything gonna be all right. I said, everything gonna be all right. Good day wherever you're listening from and welcome to Indoor Air Quality Radio, IAQ Radio. It's Friday, February 19th, 2016. It's episode 402. My name is Radio Joe Hughes. Here with me in the studio at the controls is our engineer, John. You gotta have faith. And joining me from Studio C back in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania is Cliff the Z-Man Zlotnick. Hey Joe. Hey John. Hello everybody. All right, this week we're going to interview Mason Tomano. Hard work and taking care of customers pays off. Another business show from the IAQ Radio uh, business line of, of episodes. Before we get started, let's thank our marquee sponsors. And thanks to our newest sponsor, Particles Plus. Particles Plus engineers and manufacturers feature-rich particle counters, air quality monitoring instrumentation, and vacuum pump technology. Learn more at www.particlesplus.com. Count on us. John Don Products, where restoration and abatement contractors shop. Visit them at johndon.com. Clean Facts, the number one information source for cleaning and restoration professionals. Check them out at cleanfactswithanx.com. IAQ.net and Healthy Indoors Magazine, a free online digital magazine for industry professionals and consumers. Subscriptions available at IAQ.net. Please be sure to thank our sponsors for their support of IAQ Radio when you acquire about their products services and last but not least please visit the iaq training institute website for the most current dates for the training you trust at iaqtraining.com i also want to mention that we have continuing education credits available if anybody listens and um, wants to get credit for the show just email me at joe.hughes at iaqtraining.com we'll send you a little quiz you fill it out and uh, get an hour of credit all right, let's go over to the Z-Man for today's IAQ Radio trivia question. Thanks, Joe. When a cool prize by out-competing fellow IEQ Radio listeners and being the first person to correctly answer the IEQ Radio trivia question each week, submitting your answer is easy. Either email it to cslotnick at cs.com, or if you're listening to the show live, you can text in the answer via your computer. Congratulations! Brian Baker, Custom Back Limited, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, for the first correct answer to last week's IQ Radio trivia question. The IQ Radio trivia question for Friday, February 19, 2016, has been sponsored by Triska, the Restoration and Specialty Cleaners Association, who have been serving the needs of and advocating for their members for over 30 years. Remember, Triska is your link to industry training certification, standards, and events. Their website is trsca.org. Now for this week's trivia question. Name the American architect who designed the Crystal Cathedral in Garden Grove, California. Today's guest is Mason Tomeno. He was born and raised in Southern California, attended Cypress College where he met his wife. He worked at the Crystal Cathedral as housekeeping manager, where he was in charge of all maintenance and carpet cleaning. He started Alexander's Carpet Care back in 1994 and had a seven-truck operation with 17 employees. 
In 2004, he started a party on wheels limo service, having a total of 10 limousines. In, 19, in 2009, he went to work for Interlink of Austin as store manager and stayed there until 2013 when he joined John Don. He's now with John Don as their truck-mounted sales representative. Mason is an IICRC master textile cleaner, a journeyman fire and smoke restore, and a journeyman water restore. How about some intro music for Mason? Okay, Mason, thanks for joining us today. We're, we're real excited to have you. Well, thank you, uh, Cliff and Joe. It means a lot to me, and I'm excited myself. So this is a big honor. Thank you, guys. Okay. Well, anything that you did in your prior life that prepared you for what you're doing now? Yeah, you know, I, I think it all goes back to uh, when I started as a janitor at the Crooks Cathedral and started, you know, cleaning and doing all that stuff. So that's kind of how I got into the trade. And that will kind of lead into, you know, so how I got into the trade was I was cleaning for the Chris Cathedral and then they hired me as a store manager to operation manager. And I was in charge of like 43 guys, the pool guys, you know, the ponds and uh, the gardening and the mics and the setups. And a friend of mine, Paul Wilcox, I called him one time when we had a flood and then he ended up coming out doing the flood for us and he made more money in that one three, four, five hours than I did all week. And I kind of said, Hey, that's what I want to get into. And, uh, kind of funny story, you know, after six, seven years of working, I actually ended up buying his company and we're still best friends today. Oh, great. 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 Yeah. Joe. I'm just checking out the crystal cathedral online here. I'm I'm, I'm curious what, um, reformed church in America. What? Oh, that's a Catholic church. Okay. Just curious, Mason. What, it, it is now, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, it was Dutch Reformed. Uh, Hour of Power, Dr. Robert H. Schuler was the founder, and uh, the Catholic Church just bought him out a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah, I see. He's it was a television, uh, you know, television, uh, television uh, church across he, the country. He wasn't put your hands on the TV. No, that was a different guy. Ernest Angley. Ernest Angley, right, right. Well, I assume you didn't have any prior experience in, in running a cleaning business. How did you learn about and you know get better at running and cleaning a successful cleaning business? Well, you know, I, uh, sales is all in my nature, you know, as a kid and all. So uh, watching my dad, you know, so I'm all that's in my nature and my blood, even my, my brothers are the same. Uh, but really, I, I got involved with the very first IICRC class with Barry Costa in 94 March, and the plaque is still on my office. And uh, Steamway West, you know, the bosses, uh, they were just awesome what they gave back to us, you know. So it, that's kind of how I got into it and just kept on taking, you know, credit classes, you know, and I, I went through college, and that really helped too. You know, to understand your cost what, of operating a business. Did you take any like sales training or personal development type courses along the way? You know, that, that's a that's a funny story because everyone always asks me that one. Uh, actually, no, I haven't. But I was I was bred into the sales industry. As a kid, my mom had a whiteboard, and every time we ate breakfast, she would have a sales terminology of the day. And it would just be a couple words or something. But the one I remember best, it was back in 1977, so I'm dating myself here. Hmm. And uh, I was around seven, eight years old, and it was a sales sandwich. And every day we would have something, but this is the one I remember the most. Both sides of the sandwich would be the bread. That would be positive. The meat in the middle would be negative. So positive, you say something good about a product, say something bad, and then something good again. And her example, and this is probably why I like Corvette so much, um, she said... You know, the, the Corvette is beautiful, and uh, just the design, everything's beautiful. And he goes, she goes, but the bad is you can't look good or bad. Get You can't look good getting into one or out of one. <laughs> and then she'd come back and say the good pro- is the price points. Compared to the other luxury sports cars out there, there's nothing in that price point. So to this day, you know, now I own two Corvettes, and uh, 
I use that same terminology every day. So I, I love my mom and, and my dad for what they've uh, instilled in me. What kind of sales was your dad in? Oh, yeah, he sold uh, shoes, cars. Uh, the cars thing's pretty funny. Um, when uh, my wife and I became pretty successful, we went to a BMW dealership to buy a car, and the guy grabs the, the driver's license of mine so we could test drive, and he goes, Mason Tomano, is your dad named Frankie? It's <laughs> like, yeah, my dad's named Frankie. And he's like, just take whatever you want. We'll take good care of you. Don't worry. I was like, oh, great. You know, well, what's going on? And my wife was kind of nervous, you know. We were only married like 10 years at the time. <laughs> but um, being that Italian background, he didn't take no too often, and he, he stood his ground. And uh, so, yeah, so he had a little incident at a Fiat dealership. The guy came back, wasn't too happy with him, and uh, my dad took care of it. And then, you know, it was uh, it goes in more detail. I'll, I'll give you a fast story. But the guy came back. He was, an, he was upset with him, came back with like a machete. My dad put the jacket around his arm, knocked the knife out and sent him home in a taxi, and the cops came back, and he says, I don't talk to cops, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of, you know, my dad's from Jersey, so. Okay, I was wondering, so, uh, you were out in uh, Southern California at the time, though? Yeah, I was raised and born in San, uh, Santa Monica, raised in Yorba Linda, but my dad was born in Jersey, and, you know, he uh, he had to work hard. He had a, you know, tough childhood, but uh, he, was a, he was a great guy, so still here today. Wow. Tell us right. a little Cliff. bit about the market in Dallas for selling truck mounts, because I suspect that it's pretty competitive. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, we have a lot of people in Dallas. We have, um, you know, we have all the um, garage builders and stuff like that. There's like five of them. But it's really not as competitive as, as you say. I succeed even more up in Dallas than I did Austin. Uh, you know, we got a, a large metropolitan area. It's probably the, what, the sixth or seventh largest city, you know, if you do like a metro. Uh, so, no, it's not really. Uh, the only time it's really competitive is when you're not on your game. So whenever I lose a deal, I put it on my board, and I look by it every day, and then I remember i got to go get it. So when I lose a deal, it's because of me. So um, I, I'm okay with that. I, I'll, I'll just struggle and do better. Hmm. Cliff? That's an interesting attitude. You know, they say that you always remember your first. Who and where was your first truck mount sale? Yeah, you know, this is uh, one of my best stories. I, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go go down in flames with this one. And uh, so, 94, I started cleaning carpet on my own with a steamway machine. Well, in 95, I went out with a guy named Patrick Sheehan. He's still in business in uh, California now, Western Carpet Care. And I did a demo for him. So when I took him out, for the day, I'd make, I'd work them. So uh, Steamway, the bosses would call me and say, "Hey, take take uh, this guy out." I would take him out. Actually, it was Eddie Burgess. I uh, actually called me, and I would take the guy out for a couple hours, and I would make him work eight hours, buy him lunch, and make him do like seven jobs with me. And then he would come back, and I would say, "You guys don't owe me two hundred dollars in chemical. You know, I get free help, and I'll help you guys." And they're like, "You don't understand. Every time you do a demo, you sell the machine." So it would be a 95 Patrick Sheehan, which actually last year came to Strategies for Success in Dallas. And it was a, a great honor to have him meet Papa Nick and, you know, my boss Glenn and everyone. So it was, it was pretty cool. Okay. I'm just curious with, with respect to how you obtain customers. I mean, I think Cliff has told me you kind of have a, a unique um, way of, of working with people and, and obtaining customers. Do you get most of your leads through the John Don marketing and advertising, or do you have your own uh, way of augmenting their marketing? Yeah, it's kind of a twist. It's a combo. And, you know, it's, it's only good with an a, a, a B, you know, uh, a little jab. Uh, <laughs> but the biggest thing is John Don. Uh, I've got to tell you, uh, Mike Cushing has been up in Chicago, has been with the company and now like 26 years. Um, he, probably was one of the first truck mount salesmen, if not the first, pretty close in there. And he has sold, sold to generations. So he sold a, a grandfather, then a son, and then the grandson. So after 25 years of building and seeding the John Don, you know, morals and standards and how we stand up for people and how we treat people like family, not one person comes in and they don't get a handshake or a bro hug or something. I mean, it's, you, you guys know Nick and John. I mean, it's, it's family. And, 
they're, you know, it's just kind of the way they interview and get us here. So John Don is probably, I'm going to have to say, the biggest thing. Uh, then I kind of change it up, and I kind of go over things with them. So it's not about making a sale, which everyone thinks that, hey, it's about the sale. It's not about the sale. It's about the customer. Does this Is this the right fit for them? So when they come in, it's like, let's talk about your game plan. What are you going to do? And I had actually Mohammed a customer I sold a year and a half ago was going to get in the business and he was going to buy a portable. I go, that's great. I go, um, how much carpet do you have in your house? And you're going to do tile. He goes, no, go, how much carpet do you have in your house? He goes, none, all tile. So it's like, well, you need a truck mount. And a year and a half later, he's just taken off. So it's kind of more, you know, kind of a combo referral repeat. I have one customer in San Antonio bought 10 truck mounts in the past five years, two every year. So that doesn't hurt. Right. No, no, not a bit. No, <laughs> with respect to these truck mounts, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not a, a carpet cleaning. I don't have a, a background, and I think most people think, like me, that a truck mount is just you know primarily used for carpet cleaning. But you you just mentioned there are other things that you can do with a truck mount. You want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, and and, and that and that's the big thing is I I don't want them to think they're carpet cleaners. There are service providers. They're there to help that need and want. And when I, when I teach the class and I talk to them, I go over some of these steps. And the big thing is they really have to know that the cleaning carpet is just one appetizer like McDonald's. I love McDonald's. I always go back there. And um, McDonald's sells cheeseburgers, but they actually have a lot more behind it. They probably are the biggest or the second biggest real estate owner. They sell sodas, fries, appetizers. So the carpet cleaning is McDonald's. If you can do upholstery with that, if you can do um, wood cleaning, tile cleaning, water damage, it gets you in the door. So the truck mount is really the key because people are like, well, he doesn't have a truck mount. But I prefer not to use the truck mount as much. Uh, we had a customer the other day that wanted to you know, do three truck mounts. It's like, well, let's get one going and see which way you're going. And it's more about the customer. They're, you know, they're, at relatives and family time, you go and see them across the table. You want to see them doing well, you know? So, yeah, it's more about all the, what the equipment can do. Diversify. Cliff? You know, when you sell 73 machines in a year and so on and so forth, what's the price range for that, you know, like on the low and the high? You know, like what would the low side be, and then what would the high side be in terms of an investment? Uh, well, the minimum investment for uh, a top three brand that we sell, uh, you know, ProChem, HydroMaster, and Sapphire, our top three, uh, the base unit, introduction unit, is like $12,000. So that would be like a, a small little Nissan stick with no AC. And then okay. the top of the line, you know, BMW with windows and you know, heated seats and or the Cadillac version. I like to say, you know, being Italian, the Cadillac version would be around thirty-one thousand. Uh, but then there's so much more behind it. So you know, it's not just that one investment. You have the installation, you have hose reels. Do you need tools? So I mean, there's a lot of packages that are probably close to you know uh, seventy, eighty thousand. But it, it can vary. I've I've done them as low as you know twelve, fifteen thousand. So they're they're all over the board. But it's more about What's the right tool? You can't sell from an, an empty cart. So uh, Mohammed, when he bought, he, he right away, it's like, you need a tile tool. And he's like, well, I'm not sure if I want one. And I go, I'll buy it, and you just give me every dollar you make off it. He goes, no, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, you know, with respect, you, you've got to clean a lot of carpet to, to make back, you know, $50,000 on, on a truck mine. Is, uh, am I not understanding things right. I mean, I, I get my carpet clean from time to time. It's not that terribly expensive, you know. Um, what am I missing? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand where you're going, but you got to also understand the truck-mounted unit saves time. So if someone buys a portable and I can ride a bike for two hours or I could drive a car while well, I have maintenance insurance and gas, what you're doing is saving labor and quality and dry time. So if you can go out and clean three, four uh, jobs at $150, $200 each, you're going to be doing six to $800 a day. At the end of the year, it's going to be like 100000 You deduct the, the car payment and the, and the machine payment. Typically, a machine will cost you 500 a month. A van will cost you five. So you have a fixed cost of 1000 That might save you from having a helper loading and unloading. 
uh, that you know an employee would cost what two to three thousand and find a reliable one. So yeah, you, you and the heat you can't get the heat like you can with a truck mount and the dry time. So yeah, you I understand where you're going, but it's more uh, a towel job could be four, five, seven hundred bucks, and you'd hmm. be there a couple hours still. Interesting. So there's so, more money there, especially with water damage. Yeah. I mean, is That's that where pretty, you get some pretty nice toys? Is that a pretty common number of jobs per day? You know, three, four, five jobs a day. Is that what you you expect people to be able to do? Yeah, fifteen to twenty a week is kind of my market key where I kind of would like to see people out. You know, three, four a day, five, six days a week, and you're not working eight hour days. You know, you're you're going over there. You're doing a lot of PR. If you treat people right, they will come back. You buy from people you like. It's it's the old. I'm the '70s salesman. I go back to the '70s. I shake a hand, look them in the eye. If I mess up, I tell them, "Hey, I messed up." You know, and people people respect that. What about after the sale? What kind of value added things do you provide after you you know you make this thirty thousand dollar equipment sale? What do you do after the fact? I think the biggest thing I do after the fact is the sale's not over. So when you go and buy something like a vehicle for 30000 you never hear from them again because they're like, oh, they don't need you in five years. And that's where I think we really support our, our cleaners and, and our customers, our friends, is we give them a continued education. We're always throwing classes. I'm going to throw a, a, a little uh, good note here. Strategies for success, 20 years. I took the class last year, and I was blown away with how much I did not know about business. So if, if, if you keep on in front of them, I hate to say in their face, but if you stay in front of them and, and they know your number by heart, and you keep on helping them, support them, and, and just, you know, I mean, Bill Yaden is another awesome, uh, for me, just awesome. I'll call him up and say, hey, can this booster be used for this? Because there's so much I don't know, and Bill's with that every day. So the support from John and giving out our cell phone numbers, and it's just, it's unbelievable. the supplies, inventory, oh, hate to hear you have purchasing here, this one, but inventory is a nightmare to have all that inventory, and we have it. I mean, the biggest thing I hear everywhere is how fast they get product from us. Hmm. Our shipping department, I mean, I, I give them bro hugs daily. I think now they're kind of tired of me. But they, um, it, it's unbelievable what they do for us. So it's, it's all that support after the sale. You know what I mean? Sure. And I think you also, it's obvious just from talking this short period of time, you're enthusiastic. And I think that that's contagious. You know, if you're enthusiastic about what you do, what you sell, what they do, I think, you know, people need that from time to time. You're out there uh, pushing a wand for, you know, uh, five days, six days a week. And uh, it's good to talk to somebody that's enthusiastic and that, um, you know, knows what you're going through and, and is willing to help in many different little ways. One of the reasons I think Cliff was um, interested in bringing you on the show, is, and, and the next question is, what is Mason's Network? Yeah, that's uh, before I go on Mason's Network, let's go with that exact statement you said. Today is tough, so people like to see positive people. No one wants to be around, you know, that Eeyore, you know, and that negative person. And I bring a lot of positive energy to the table. I always see the good, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a neat atmosphere. You know, it's just, you know, I mean, you want to be around someone happy. You don't want to do a frown. Um, Okay, oh, yeah. sorry about I used that. to tell I, my son. I get, on, you know, I get on this happy stage, you know. Well, uh, a, you know, I used to tell <laughs> so, my son if you want to pick up girls, you you need to be having a good time and laughing and enjoying yourself, and and they'll be there. You know <laughs> that people gravitate yeah, toward. Yeah. It, you know, and that's the biggest thing. How I met my wife. I mean, I, I we've been married twenty five years this April, and the first day I I was in the class, I was unshaven, hat on, and I didn't look that good. You know, I even took a shower, shaved, and and took off the hat, put on some nice threads, and on Wednesday I asked her out, and, you know, 26, 27 years later, I love her more today, you know? But it is that energy. If I was, you know, not so happy and not so positive, maybe she wouldn't be with me. That's Besides, right. I was good looking. Well, that there you too. go. <laughs> so let's, go back. let's go back to the network. I still don't understand how I got on there. All of a sudden, this face thing every day kept popping up, and, you know, I'm not a Facebook person. I, I, I really don't much understand it, but I did subscribe to it. So tell our, <laughs> tell our, our audience about it. 
Okay, so Mesa's network is on Facebook. It's a private group. You have to ask for it, or someone uh, like Bill or Steve or Meg or, or one of the admins can accept you to be in here. And, and what I did is, uh, it's been a year now. We have 3,600 members. Uh, we're in other countries. We're in Australia, Jamaica, Canada, Ireland. We're, we're, we're pretty stretched out. It's, it's pretty cool. But what came about is um, Denver, uh, another John Don employee, he's in Florida now, uh, Tampa Bay, he and I went to lunch, and I was answering two phones and seven phone calls just trying to go to lunch. And Denver goes, this isn't good for you, Mason. You're going to have to do something. So I actually give all the glory to Denver here. And uh, so then I came up with a private group where everyone could ask each other questions. Instead of dialing the number calling, they can ask, and then when I'm free, I can answer it. Then everyone else started helping, and it just took off in a positive positive way and uh, we keep it clean there's no cussing there's no nude pictures none of that that's not the atmosphere uh, we just keep it clean and and we're it's a it's an area to help that's based around carpet cleaners so um all the companies have their tech support there rick aranda from sapphire everyone knows he doesn't sleep i think he has hydraulics in his blood uh, so he always answers the questions all night long you know and then we also have uh doyle steve and, uh, you know, with uh, ProChem, we have Laura, and everyone tries to help. So at midnight, if you break down, they might see their phone and try to help you. So that's kind of how it came about. Then what I wanted to do is kind of push people with, are you doing this product? Are you doing this? And, and what can I do to help? So it's kind of a, a mentoring without calling. So that's kind of how it came about. So this is a Facebook a private group on Facebook, and I, I'm like Cliff. I, you know, I dabble in Facebook, and we do have an IAQ Radio Facebook page, which you know I could probably do a whole lot more with. What? How, how does this work? You invite people; they invite themselves. They. How does How does yeah. it work? Yeah. So what happens is, if someone hears about Mason's network, they go and find it on Facebook, and then they say, "We want to join," and then we accept it. Uh, Meg and Steve and all of them are a lot better than me. I accept anyone. Everyone gets a bro hug, uh, but they're a lot better, and they they see if they're into the industry. What do they bring to the table of value to help the other people? And then when we bring them in, if they act up and they're they're saying something that's not right, and they can hurt the other guy's business or customer, then you know, we, we tell them, hey, you're going to have to stop or you're gone. And that's kind of how it works. So we made up the group, and then everyone just started participating the same amount of energy. I have customers today that call me. Uh, Jeremy Adams in Austin called me. He goes, thank you, Mason. It's the first thing I look at in the morning. It's the last thing I look at at night. My business is thriving because of it. Hmm. So it's a positive place to help people. Is this similar? I, I know there are, for instance, mold... Um people that have been uh, made ill by mold in their home and they have groups. I, I would imagine it's a similar kind of thing, although I've never been to one. Uh, is that a common thing on Facebook, these types of groups? Oh, really common. So say you live in a track, uh, like I live in McKinney Heights. And over here at McKinney, we have a private one. So when people lose a dog, they post, hey, have you seen my dog? So you can make your own private group just for whatever works best for you, and you just see those threads back and forth. The, uh, the only bad side about it is it doesn't keep it as an archive, you know? Mm. So that's where, you know, like a Mikey's board is really good with that. They keep it as an archive, and you, you can go back and see your stuff. I, I was listening to your radio stuff the other day. You can go on yours and listen to it. This is pretty much gone. So it's more of a daily activity to help each other. I see. Uh, but it's, it's a good, good form of being positive and showing people you care and an extra value. And I, I have people that do not buy for me. I know it's shocking. That is in the group and they're still my friends. And you is know, this terribly I, I will win them over eventually, you know, <laughs> well, so hey. it's more of a thing to help everyone. Is it a real time consuming thing? Oh, it was. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to turn it off, but um, since I brought in admins, uh, admins are other people in charge, like another principal at the school. Since I brought on Bill and Steve and Meg and they, uh, you know, Jim Martin is awesome, Sean. And since I brought them on, they're so respected that no one wants Bill Yaden to see them act up. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and, and he's the first person that will never toot his own horn, but Bill's 
he's just such a big supporter of, of everyone and helps them. And, and people want to see that they're professional. They're not acting up like children. So since Steve and oh, Steve's another great guy that does the same, you know, Steve Damone, he, he's helped so many people that people don't want to say, Hey, I'm acting childish. So it's more, you know what I mean? So it's more I'm, of a support. I'm still trying to picture this Mason people like, go to Facebook on their phone or whatever, and they type in, what, a question, a comment, something that happened to them that they want to share with the group. Is that, am I getting it? You're getting it. So let's picture you out and you're cleaning carpets, and there's a yellow stain on the carpet. How do I fix this? You take a picture and post it. You'll have 17 to 20 comments within an hour of people trying to support you. I see. I see. And then if your van won't start, Okay, and uh, nothing on Sapphire, but Sapphire Scientific uh, 570 won't start. Rick Aranda might say, "Did you? is your dump tank full? Did you check the flow? Hmm. And then you don't have to drive an hour to a service center. You can fix it all. Yes, I tried that. What does it look like? So there's so many, many more guys out there, you know, that are always helping. There's a lot of, there's a, the world is a really cool place and it really is. So all these people are taking time out of their day to help people thinking I, I get nothing in return. I just want to help. And then there's more people doing that. It's contagious. Interesting. All right, let's, we've got to stop and thank our sponsors and uh, we'll be right back. And we have a, an interesting interview with Mason Tomano. We're going to be back in about 90 seconds. And thanks to our newest sponsor, Particles Plus. Particles Plus engineers and manufacturers feature rich particle counters, air quality monitoring instrumentation, and vacuum pump technology. Learn more at www.particlesplus.com. Count on us. The Indoor Air Quality Association, a nonprofit, multidisciplinary organization dedicated to promoting the exchange of indoor environmental information through education and research. Visit them at iaqa.org. Gray Wolf Sensing Solutions. We use advanced sensor software technology and embedded computers to provide superior environmental test instrumentation. Visit them at wolfsense.com. Legends Environmental Insurance Services, the experts in insurance for environmental consultants and contractors for over 20 years. Check them out at legends-enviro.com. And, of course, our marquee sponsors, John Don Products, or restoration and abatement contractor shop. Visit them at johndon.com. Clean Facts, the number one information source for cleaning and restoration professionals. Check them out at cleanfactswithanx.com. IAQ.net and Healthy Indoors Magazine, a free online digital magazine for industry professionals and consumers. Subscriptions available at IAQ.net. Please be sure to thank our sponsors for their support of IAQ Radio when you acquire about their products services okay we're back with the second half of our interview with mason tomano of the john don dallas office and mason before we left we were talking about your your facebook um i guess it's a group the um mason's network and and i was talking to my engineer on the break because he's younger than me and he understands these things a little better than me but um one question i couldn't quite get figured out is okay i do indoor air quality work and um i i'm sure there's probably a group like this on Facebook for people who do indoor air quality type work. How do you find these groups? Do you go into Facebook and is there like, do you type in a search or something like that? Exactly. So you would just type in air indoor air quality and there might already be a group for that. Okay. And, and, but you don't do that really. You're not finding people that way. Yours is more of a, um, uh, referral type thing. Referral. Referral recommendation. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you go in, you go into any place, and someone's like, "Hey, have, if if you're having a startup, you need to get on this network." And then, you know, we get a lot of referrals that way. And do you have? Is there advertising on there too, or is? I mean, does John Don have an ad, for instance? No, no, it has actually nothing to do with John Don. We do have the best players in the industry from John Don uh, as being admins and stuff. But no, it has uh, nothing to do with John Don. Uh, we do keep it clean, and we prefer if you buy from John Don because you know, that they do support my family. But no, it's no advertisements, nothing like that at all. Um, I see. 
you know, we, we might do different plugs for it, of course. So when someone says, hey, where can you get this? And I'll say John Don, of course, or show a picture of the product. But no, we have com- the competitors on there, too. I see. That's what I was going to ask next, if you had competitors on there. And then, you know, I guess, sure. you know, the whole Facebook thing is amazing. It's just fascinating to me. I, um, I'm wondering what percent of your sales, your truck mount sales, if you know this, do you think comes from Mason's network as opposed to other sources? I would have to say less than 1% because um, at John Don, we have um, salesmen at, at all our stores, and I'm just out of the Texas store, Dallas. So I, I would think less less than 1%. Um, I come to my mind as Abe right now and then Irving, so there's probably two, so less than one. So, so not it, a lot. It's uh, not- But, you know, when you get more known out there, you know, as someone, then people, you know, build your credibility before you even shake their hand. It's not something that you're trying to get sales from. It's more of a way of, no. of helping the people you are already making sales to. And that obviously leads to other sales as well. Yeah, yeah, you, the, the residual sale always. But the big thing for me was Denver, uh, what he did for me, is just kind of free up my time. When you're selling that many truck mounts and year in and year out, I mean, in Austin, my first year down here, I sold 43 truck mounts with less than a million people. Unheard of. Hmm. So, um, you know, everyone in, in the country started saying, hey, who is this guy? What is he doing? So when you start doing that, those numbers, you have a lot of people following you. And it's a real great honor that people have joined it because when you sell that many truck mounts over the years, the people still like you. <laughs> you know, so that's really huge to hear someone. Hey, thank you, and and all the support, and that's just kind of what you know the John Don values are. You know, so it's it's really a neat thing. All right, Cliff, go well, ahead. To, yeah, let, let's shift. Let's talk a little bit about what you do after the sale. Are there any notable things that you know come to mind where you you know did something special after a sale for you know someone who may be struggling? Yeah, almost, I can't tell you how many sales I do crazy stuff, but uh, Ed Doss, um, he is a carpet repairman, Dallas Carpet Repair, and he was just getting into carpet cleaning, bought a big rig and big truck, and I went out and door knocked with him, and that was just a blast. Uh, Glenn Gord, my boss, and probably by far one of the best bosses I've ever worked with, just as a team player, and um, I, I go out and door knock, and he goes, Mason, because I hate to be that customer that says no to you. <laughs> and uh, we, we do not. This is a real fun experience because you've got to think outside the box. You've got to treat people, look them at the eye, and be sincere. You lie to them once, you're done. So we went out, door knocked three hours, got $600 in work. Hmm. And let me, let me ask no, this. Okay, old school. Go ahead. Any other ones? Oh, okay. Now, June. June's a great story. Uh, magician carpet cleaning out of Dallas. And what I did for him is I got him two accounts, a property manager and another one that cleans uh, like treadmills and stuff before he even had his machine. So June, we went to the property manager and he's like, the lady goes, oh, I'll give you some work. And he goes, hold on. I don't even have my machine yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always, I want, oh, uh, the very best one, Tommy. Tommy in Louisiana, a good friend of mine, he was struggling. And, you know, I, I try to keep in touch. And, and that's, that's where I have a lot of integrity. And, and people, if you're on my side, I'm, I'm there for truth. But if you're not, you know, I'll put up a wall. But Tommy was struggling, and I knew he was struggling making his payment. I, 8 a.m., got to the office and cold called his area and got him property managers. To this day, two and a half years later, he still has a machine. Since I've worked for John Don... I have not had one repossession. I've had people not make it and sell it, but I haven't had one turn in their loan or, or the bank go after it. Is that pretty common in the truck mount world? No, not common at all. The repossessions, I mean, are they, do you, do you get them yes. from time to yeah, time? Yeah, I would think there's there's quite a bit, and, and it's different areas of the country, mm-hmm. but I, I would think that um, maybe 10% or something, not wow. 50. Uh, you know, so there there can be if you don't have the systems in place. Uh, let's understand most of these carpet cleaners that I, I deal with a lot work for Cliff as a company and said, well, geez, he just made 200 bucks in an hour. I want to go do that. 
but there's you have to have a business plan. You know, you have to have a mission. You have to have you system in place, and you have to be disciplined. A lot of people cannot be self-employed. True. You know, and I size them up. I lose sales because of it, and and it goes back to Dave Howard um, at the company. I was telling him there's there's a customer in here. I didn't feel the motion. And then he told me about a guy, and this was like 20 years ago, you know, and he told me about a guy who was going to get in the business a year later, sell, sell the machine, and he was tossing a new one and a used machine, and he's like, you know, you're better off with the used one. And it's still a joke through the company because he gave away a sale, you know, mm-hmm. but that's, that's the integrity that we do have, you know, all of us. And if you take us out of this atmosphere, we still have that. They, they recruit that. You've been to John Don's. It's, oh, yeah. You know, Nick and John, it's contagious. Well, what do you prefer working with newbies in the business or people that are, you know, have been around forever? Yeah, I love newbies. Uh, they're like clay. Uh, they by far the hardest to work with. I mean, they, they, they don't even understand a jet or dilution. They're like, what's one to four, you know? And it's like, oh, no, not oh, this again. No. Uh, so broken record a lot. But no, I prefer it because they're like a deer in headlights. They're they're just going to absorb it like a sponge, and uh, just the energy and excitement. And and you don't want them to fail. So if you can get a new and really guide them and and throw them other people and you know like a lot of people look at carpet cleaners as competition. I look at them. No, every corner has three gas stations. I mean, come on. If there's a need, that's good. If there's a lot of carpet cleaners, that means there's someone needs that service. Let's go. Yeah. And then you become friends with them. Pat Sheehan in California, 95, we're still friends today. We tossed work back and forth for 20 years, with- you know? So, uh, actually, 15 years. But, yeah, so um, the new one is a lot of work, and it's what I prefer. What's what's encapsulation cleaning for listeners? I know that's, you know, fairly... Uh, I don't know, fairly popular today. I hear about it, encapsulation carpet cleaning, and does that type of carpet cleaning threaten, you know, this, the tr- more traditional hot water extraction type cleaning? Well, encapsulation cleaning is basically like a, a, and it encapsulates the dirt and then you vacuum it up, or a dry cleaning process like a bonnet. It is needed. And uh, being a truck mount salesman, you're like, wow, he just said that? Mm-hmm. No, it is needed. It is a good, great, great process, especially for a commercial low pile, a carpet tile. It is a needed process out there, but also a truck mount is too because it's a one-two punch. It's another tool in your tool bag. The carpet mills a few, around eight years ago used to say that if you encapsulate the carpet, the next cleaning or the second cleaning uh, would have to be hot water extraction. And um, now it's, I think, every three or four, then hot water extraction. So it's a one-two punch. You need both. You know, it's kind of like having a a big V8 engine without tires. You kind of, you know, it complements each other. Or cruise control on a long trip. It's, it complements it. So encapsulation is a very good process. It does work, especially on a low commercial pile. Um, You know, I'm not big on it on residential, but there's, I, I, I can tell you there's, thousands of people on the network they'll prove me wrong so i'm not here to prove anyone wrong i just use the hammer when i need a hammer and a screwdriver when i need a screwdriver good point cliff you know in the 22 years i think something like that if i if i add it up right that you know you've been either using this equipment and or selling it you know you've seen a lot of development and improvement uh, of the equipment it's more reliable it, it's more efficient it's more powerful the water gets hotter and so on and so forth. Do you think that hot water extraction cleaning chemistry is kept up with the improvements uh, to the equipment? You know, we're still not cleaning carpet in one pass. And, uh, you know, my opinion is it hasn't, but I'd like your opinion. Yeah, this would have been a tough question if I lived in California because uh, 90% of everything's banned to go there, you know. Uh, but in the in the late 90s, uh, chemistry really changed, and it wasn't as good. Uh, we, we had to get rid of some of our red stain removers and, you know, reducers. And, um, but what, what has happened now is, is amazing. We're using boosters. Uh, we're using, like, a citrus solve as a booster or uh, peroxide, oxygen boosters. And it's amazing what you can do if you understand the chemistry, but also the truck mount. I was a kerosene burner, a steamway had, you know, oil burner. I was kerosene or diesel number two, and you were burning a second fluid, a fuel. 
Today, they're heat exchangers and they're green. So you're not burning a second and you're taking a second fuel, second cost, second thing to break. The heat exchanger, what it does is takes 1,300 degrees off the exhaust and boils the water. So it's like a tankless water heater in, in, a, in a house. So technology has by far surpassed at, at the vacuum and just everything we've learned over the years on CFM and everything. It's just, yeah, and chemistry has, is right there now, too. It, it, I think in the, around 15 years ago, we had a little problem, but we also had some problem with carpet, I think, with the polyesters. What's the purpose of a booster? Uh, a, a booster is more, uh, it gives oxygen. It, it normally only lasts for an uh, hour or two unless you use like a citrus solve. A citrus solve, um, a citrus force that we got ASD at our place, you add a couple ounces to the uh, power force sprayer, the inline sprayer, and it cuts through grease. Okay. So the booster can also work on the, the stain. Um, so it's it works on the grease and different stuff like that. Okay. Cliff? Have you ever thought of a career change? You know, it seems like you like to sell high-ticket stuff. Have you ever thought about selling commercial real estate, you know, corporate jets, other high-end stuff? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I think of that, and, and it kind of goes out of my my mind because I'm Mason with John Don Dallas, and uh, that's just all I kind of see, and that's where I want my feet to be for 20 years. and. Uh, just, just honored to be a part. But if I was going to ever do anything, it would be, um, it'd be on a volume side, uh, like the hula hoop or something. And I would probably get away from the big, big ticket real estate. But this, you know, Papa Nick said this best. If you enjoy what you do, you'll never work another day of your life. And he, he, in my eyes, looks at my eyes and he said, you know, I haven't worked in so long, (laughs) you know? So, he doesn't have to work. I mean, I know that's probably shocking to you guys. He doesn't have to work, but look, he comes every day. He serves the food. He does everything. And he says, he calls me on my birthday, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure he does that to everyone, not just me, but it's just a home atmosphere. So I want to be here and it's a family that works and no, I, I don't see me doing anything else. Yeah. Hey Cliff, I'm, I'm wondering if you want to get one more in and then we'll go to the roundup. It looks like the uh, restoration industry global watchdog is going to be joining us today. Yeah. Um, I guess just, just one question and then we'll bring in Pete. Do you do any supervision, training, or mentoring of other employees at, at John Don? You know, we, we kind of all kind of tear off each other. Um, it's a great honor when they do call me and say, hey, Mason, what do you think of this? What, because I've been a cleaner. I've owned a company. So, yes, I, I'm, I'm the first one that a lot of people will call, and, I, and I'm honored there, and, and they're also the first ones. So it's more than a mentoring with them. I'm more of a mentor with other cleaners that buy from us. But with the people in my office and everyone that we work with, it's more of a team we just kind of bounce. You know, you come up with an idea, it's like, I'm going to come up with this and it's the best thing in the world, and you need someone else to tell you the truth. You don't want to just hear, yeah, you're smart and you think, you know? So it's more, we're very a unique group in Dallas, and we're all different characters. I call Glenn the teacher in the pre- breakfast club, and he, he's just awesome and he controls us all in a, in a way without us knowing it. So no, I, I don't know how much I mentor them, but I know I'm there for them. They, they call me any time of the night. I'll answer. All right. Well, let's go to the roundup, gents. Uh, Mason, we'll be right back. We're going to bring in Pete Consigli and get one last question in from everybody. Move him on, hit him up, hit him up. Move him on, move him on, hit him up. Raw high. Cut him out, ride him in, ride him in, let him out. Cut him out, ride him in, raw All right, who let the dogs out? Pete, do we have you? Where are you gotten, boys? I uh, I, I came in just a little bit before halftime, so I uh, I was trying to call in earlier, and I was busy on another call, but I, I listened to most of the interview. It's pretty cool listening to Mason and Paisan talking there. I like to refer to Pop and Nick, you know what I mean? It's like, God, Mason, you're killing me, you're killing me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're getting up there, Pete. I got to tell you something, Nick, so Nick, me, you know, over the week, the long uh, President's Day weekend, I sent some blast emails out to a lot of my industry friends, and um, I'm recruiting uh, 
I want to get old photos. I want to get stuff, uh, you know, for the 70th anniversary of RAA. We're having a 70th convention in March in Orlando. And, um, and we're doing a tribute and seeing our magazine. And so, I mean, RAA in a predecessor was founded in 1946. So this is actually our 70th anniversary as an association. But next year in Palm Springs, which will be the first week, April 2017, that's actually our 70th convention, because the first convention wasn't until 1947. So it's kind of like a year-long celebration, and we have these every decade. So, you know, uh, as, as Cliff knows, um, and some maybe some of the listeners, you know, we, we did the CR week at John Don in Chicago last November, and um, and then we uh, Joe, you flew in, and we tied in a special interview with Nick and John. It was great. I put him the the Pittsburgh chocolate, we had the pictures, we went out, it was all over the place, it was on social media. And so anyway, Nick calls me on President's Day on Monday. Hey, Pete. Nick Pallara. <laughs> I say, hey, Nick, how you doing? He goes, listen, I'm going to mail you the pictures. I got pictures. I got to mail them to you. Give me the address. So anyway, <laughs> uh, he, he mailed the pictures, and um, I think they were, through, they were probably through in yesterday. I got to go down to my P.O. box and pick them up. I'm going to go through them, see what I can scan digitally. And, um, you know, a lot of the stuff, I got stuff coming in from all over the place. And it won't all get into the March issue, but I, I was kind of figuring, you know, Cliff's on the editorial committee and, uh, and you know, the magazine editor and whatnot. And I'm thinking, you know, we, we could probably, uh, you know, every month we could do a little throwback something and put a little something in there as kind of part of the celebration. Anyway, those are my ideas. Those are my thoughts. Sure. Of course, it has to go through a consensus group. It's not like I'm a king and I can just make all these decisions. But, you know, I've got plenty of ideas. But, you know, um, on a serious note, uh, listening to Mason talk, you know, um, really struck a chord with me. You know, he's a part of the new Young Turks, the next generation. And um, I think that, you know, the most famous saying uh, that Nick has, uh, and any time I talk to Billy Aiden, I said, hey, as Nick still said it, you know, he always said, and I remember when he said this years ago at the uh, Dry's, um, we had a meeting with all our distributors, and... Uh, he said, uh, you know, the secret to uh, the success of John Don, his personal success, I mean, John, is that um, they don't do business with friends. They make friends out of the people they do business with. And quite frankly, that Billy Hayden says, oh, yeah, he only says that every day. Um, and, you know, and if you can hear that in Mason's voice when he talks about, you know, how he works with customers and now the social media impact and all that. I, um, you know, I think it's exciting. You know, uh, one of the things that just hit uh, early this week that CNR has their annual, uh, their uh, bi-monthly uh, CNR electronic newsletter, they started a new group called the Young Restorers uh, Professional Committee. And these are the new Young Turks. And um, they're actually having a roundtable meeting at the convention. Mason and Howie suggested you or some of the other Young Agenda people happen to, you know, be in town early enough setting up for the exhibits and you be there. You may want to check that out. I think it might be on the website, and um, you know I think that'll be great. So I, I do have uh, one question for Mason, and I've been thinking about this for a while, and maybe Cliff wants to weigh in on this too. You know, um, when REA rebranded in 2007 from the ASCR, Association of Specialists in Cleaning and Restoration, when in over the 80s and 90s we were a much more diverse group, but as we really became more of a focused restoration group, we made the change to REA, which is intended to be a, a global name uh, that allows anyone in the industry to come under the banner. And uh, my analogy is it's similar to the United Nations. No one ever refers to it as an American organization. It's a global organization that's based in New York City. Well, why can't the restoration industry have a global association that's based in Washington, D.C.? And I think they can. The Canadians have a council, the Australians have a steering committee, and I'd like to see the, the Brits come on maybe in the next year or two. And um, there was a lot of commotion over the not having the word cleaning anymore. So with that background, here's the question. I believe that the word cleaning falls under the greater banner of restoration. I think detail cleaning is an important part of every restoration project. Just recently, last week, in R&R Magazine, there was an article that talks about the difference between carpet cleaning and carpet restoration. And quite frankly... The rug cleaners, the carpet and upholstery cleaners have been using the word restorative cleaning versus maintenance cleaning, normal cleaning for many, many years. And I just think there was a lot of drama over taking the word cleaning out, but I get it and I understand it. It was an emotional thing. And so I'd like Mason and Cliff's input on 
what the connection is. And I just got a line on this thing a lot. I mean, cleaning, restoration, under the banner, the business of restoration is different. But I think that carpet cleaning uses the word restoration quite a bit, and it's a part of that trade and that, that segment of the industry. So anyway, those are my comments. That's my question. Uh, Mason, I really uh, sincerely enjoyed listening to you for about 40 minutes. And uh, send my regards to the whole uh, John Brown family. I'm looking forward. I'll probably see some of them up at the DKI show here next week. And, um, you know, largest, uh, them and Gulf were the two largest members of RIA. And then, of course, I'll, I'll see the rest of them uh, at the convention in March. Um, 21st to the 23rd in the Marriott World Center uh, in Orlando, Florida. Anyway, uh, Joe Cliff, I always enjoy the little time I get to spend uh, spend on the show with the, with the listeners. Well, thanks for joining us, Pete. Uh, Cliff, Mason, you want to jump in on that? Uh, well, I, I'm going to uh, thank you, Pete. Uh, it's an honor talking to you. Uh, I think cleaning and restoration is needed. I think the both the names. Uh, most carpet cleaners go in with clean air restoration because it's not just water damage restoration. You're also restoring tile and grout, and you're also restoring uh, carpet. What do you think, Cliff? I think the problem with cleaning is if you ask 10 different people what it means, you get 10 different answers. And, you know, the scientific answer is probably we're removing some sort of contaminant from uh, a substrate. And I don't know. I, I, I tend to agree with Pete. I think it's overused, and I think it's unfortunately um, misunderstood. Um, a couple of things, Mason. Good people are, are good for our industry, and you know, I, you know, we haven't met yet. I'm looking to meeting you face for face to face. You're an inspiration. I want you to keep on doing uh, what you do. And you know, what I got a kick out of, I think, on the most was. Uh, was when I watched some YouTube videos that you had with your son. And I remember fondly back to when my son uh, was young and like your son, Mason Jr., he was, Zach was very enthusiastic. He liked uh, the equipment. He liked to operate it. He liked to go out on jobs. Uh, you know, we would even let him teach a small part of the training courses. And it's, it's really cool when, uh, you know, your son respects you and looks up to you and, you know, just wants to, uh, you know, emulate what you do. So, uh, you know, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciated it. And Mason, yeah, I always no, like to give the last you. word to you. Okay. Uh, well, on uh, my mini-me, my little son, uh, just, wow, he just lights up my day, everything he does. But, yeah, he uh, he's very proud of carpet cleaning and uh you know tile and grout and he makes little infra commercials like i do and uh it's just it's just it's just awesome you know i mean i've been blessed with a very good family and and watching him grow up is just awesome like you like your boy zach you know cliff um but the biggest thing is i what i i would have to say is i'm just really honored that um not just you guys but the whole industry has been looking and embracing it the changes that i bring to the table um, it's, it's, it's an honor to work for John Don. And I know I keep on saying that, but when I was in Austin, I would teach, cl teach classes and they would say, Hey, what about John Don? And I was like, they're a great company. I might work there one day. And, uh, I was lucky enough to fill that dream. So, and it is exactly how you meet them is how it is. It, it, it's, it's no gray line. It's, you know, black or white. It's pretty simple and we'll help out whoever we can. And, you know, we, we really try hard, but that family atmosphere, um, Nick, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say John is outstanding. I mean, a lot of people don't know John like like I do. He uh, He's outstanding. He, he, he embraces you and just talks to you and like you're not a number. My name is Mason with John, you know, and he takes my calls. Uh, so it's just awesome to be with, with both of them. Uh, Nick is really funny because they wanted to hire me. They tried to recruit me for a few years. Finally, I went ahead and, and took the plunge and came over. And, uh, or a year and a half, I think it was. And, um, when, when I finally came over, they wanted me, they interviewed me three times. I had to fly to Chicago, get interviewed by three different people and before they would even hire me. So I'm out in the lobby getting ready to leave. And that's my picture with John Don behind me and I'm getting ready to leave. Nick comes in. I go, Hey Nick, how you doing? And he goes, Hey Mason, how you doing? And I was like, I'm up here for a job interview. Can you give me a good word? He goes, my word's not any good around here. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just awesome to have that humor that he has, that passion. 
and uh, you know, I, I share a lot of that that they do. So it's just living the dream having my wife to support me with the kids. I, I can't tell you. I mean, I, I live in Austin. I drive three and a half hours to go to work and she believed in me and they believed in me. So it's just, it's, I have a Kool-Aid smile right now, I guess I would say. Fantastic. Well, this is Radio Joe saying thanks to this week's guest, Mason Tomano. Yeah, it was an interesting interview. Cliff, as always, thanks for pulling this one together. A little different twist on things this week, more of a business-related show, which we uh, get good good feedback on. I want to also thank the uh, Restoration Industries Global Watchdog, Pete Consigli, for joining us at the controls. John, you got to have faith. Most importantly, our growing group of loyal listeners out there. Please come back. We have, uh, by the way, next week we've got Dr. Jim Newman on. He did one of the keynote presentations at this year's IAQA conference. Cliff attended that and said, we've got to get him on the show. So we're doing that next Friday at noon when we come back for our next episode of IAQ Radio. This has been another IAQ Radio production. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.